Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm Mike Morrison, your host for the show. And this, of course, is the show in which we discuss all things related to starting, growing, running a successful membership website. On today's show, I'm joined by a very special guest, James Schramko. Now, I came across James several years ago and there was something about James's approach Something about his no-nonsense, no-BS way of cutting through the usual waffle that comes with online marketing. And so I actually joined up to his membership site back in, I think it was 2012 or 2013, and I've been a member ever since. Now, James is someone who has a lot of knowledge in the world of internet marketing. He's very highly regarded, and he's a coach and mentor to a number of key figures in the online marketing world. So there's lots of people who have become very successful in online business under the tutelage and guidance of James Schramko. Now, one of the things James does, as mentioned, is he runs a membership community centered around doing business online. So I chatted to James about how he got started and in particular about the sort of challenges that come with running a community that is heavily centered around being an authority. Because obviously for someone like James, who is very well known in online marketing circles, who is very highly regarded and is very successful with his own businesses, getting access to somebody like that is of course a key part of why people would join an authority-led membership website. So James was kind enough to spare some of his time and uh, share some of his insights and experiences from running an authority-centric membership community. So we're going to jump now to my conversation with James Schramko. Right, so I'm joined today by James Schramko from Superfast Business. Now, as well as running several successful online businesses and, of course, his own popular membership site, James is the coach and mentor behind a lot of big players in the world of online businesses. So, obviously, I'm thrilled to have him join us here on the Membership Guys podcast today. James, thanks so much for taking the time out to be on our podcast. My pleasure, Mike. For any of our listeners who perhaps haven't come across you or haven't come across Superfast Business, could you let our listeners know a little bit more about Jim Schramko and a bit more about what your business is all about? Sure. Superfast Business is an online membership that helps online business owners understand a lot of the technicalities and it brings people together and it's almost a, a marketplace of suppliers who often supply end users. So it's fairly internet savvy. It's not a brand new crowd. And um, I sort of developed that because when I was running a Mercedes-Benz dealership as a general manager, I realized that you know, this internet thing was going to be a big deal and yeah. it was something I should focus on. So I spent a lot of time uh, learning how to build a website, struggling with it, and realized that there must be a lot of other people just like me who are struggling with that. So that's pretty much how I ended up going from starting to learn how to build a website to having a membership community that helps people with their online challenges. And then I've got a subset of 
service-related businesses and affiliated businesses around that central super fast business membership uh, where we do actually build websites and provide search engine optimization services because I found that some people want to learn how to do it and other people just want it done for them. So if you like, I've transferred my corporate skills across from being employed by someone else to building my own, uh, I guess, Mercedes-Benz level of service in the marketplace using all the same brand values and and um, lessons that I'd learned in the corporate life and brought them across to the online world. That's been really popular and it's been going now for, well, just over 10 years. I think the mistake that I might have made and that most people make is they're too focused on the website part and yeah. they're not focused on the offer. And it's far more important to focus on your offer, what problem you solve, how you communicate that to the market and how you get paid for it than the website. There's any number of tools or uh, substitutes for a website now that did not exist when I went online. There's these easy-to-build websites like Wix. Yeah. There's um, any number of software programs that you can just fill out a template and publish it and be using their own hosting and everything. You know, like I struggled to hook up a domain name to a server and then build a site. You just don't have to do that now. I mean, the only thing back then that I can recall was something like Blogger, which is pretty much phased out. Yeah. Uh, but these days, some people build their whole business on Facebook or, or um, you know, on free sites. I'm not recommending that people do that. But I'm saying it really brings back the focus to the offer. And I think that's the thing we should focus on more so than the actually getting hung up on the website development side of things. Do you think that's a mindset thing? Yeah, they're maybe not keeping pace with with technology or they they have a, a bad habit of buying every product that comes out so yes. they never really make progress and it's kind of you can understand how that happens when you're new you get bombarded with messages you don't know how to score things or which things are good or which things are bad and because there's a lot of good marketers and I mean when I say good I mean effective mm. there's a lot of persuasive and influential tactics happening that would cause someone to to feel like that they could make a purchase and come out ahead and often they don't. So I think it's a confusing marketplace. It's overwhelming for new people. Mm. It's difficult to know which, which thing to do, hard to get good advice um, and all of these are problems that I attempted to solve with my own membership is to reduce the, the clutter and the noise and cut straight to the chase and people really appreciate that. So I think um, if you were to go back to the very basic steps, if you take the, the, the first approach, most people won't succeed because they are really hopeless at managing their time and their willpower to start with. So secondly, they will get um, stuck in their inbox. I, I really think the inbox is like a black hole of doom for most business owners. And then uh, the next layer of problem is social media. They'll be spending far more time on Facebook and getting sort of distracted than actually building something. So they're consuming instead of creating. So if you were to reverse those things, if you said you really want to be successful, then my advice would be go on a little social media fast, turn it off for a while, um, clear out your inbox and stop allowing subscriptions to, to pile up. Um, 
and just focus on working on your first offer that converts using um, someone else or some other system. Don't try and build it yourself unless you want to be a professional website developer and we've talked about why that might not be a good idea. Uh, and get your offer up and then go and find um, the people who can actually buy it. Ideally, you've found the people who can buy it before you make the offer. That's that's something a lot of people forget. It's really good to work with an audience who have a problem and a challenge Yeah. and then you just provide them a solution. And it doesn't even have to be your own solution. It could be someone else's solution. If somebody knew um, that uh, you know, an artist or a, a information product creator really needed a membership and they didn't know how to build a membership site, then they could come to someone like you and ask for help and you could help solve the problem and there might be a reward there. So there's many ways to do it. Uh, but that's really the shortest path. Yeah, and uh, I think as well, in a lot of those cases, it's it's people looking with quite a short-term view of things. So, you know, if, if it's a case of uh, investing in somebody to give you the help and the guidance that you need, uh, whether that's technical, whether it's strategy, you do, I think, find quite often people don't want to make that initial outlay uh, because... They, they think it's cheaper to try and go it alone and try and do the technical side and try and put it together on their own. But then through choosing that path, they never go to market and, and they never actually monetize what could have been a good idea. Well, it'd be like a great musician who is just busking because it's cheaper to do it from the <laughs> sidewalk than hiring a recording studio and getting an album made. You know, they're going to accelerate their results by investing in themselves. Obviously, with Superfast, uh, because you know you you are held in high regard as an authority, a coach, mentor, there's obviously going to be a degree to which people join your site for direct access to you. So, how uh, how do you approach that kind of in the early days of your site? And is that an area in which uh, things have changed for you? Kind of being that sought after authority at the center of your site because obviously you'll know you'll have seen yourself a lot of people in similar sort of positions handle it very differently to the way that I feel you handle it yourself within Superfast. They do. Uh, um, almost the first question anyone I work with asks uh, and I'm talking when I'm helping them set up a membership is how can they not be be there? How can they not <laughs> be involved in it? And I actually think it's my unique selling proposition. It's mm. something that I offer that a lot of the market will not. There's a lot of famous marketers who have their own groups or forums and never attend. And um, I have handled it the same way as I've always handled it since I started, which is I've turned up every day. And it's almost eight years, about, about eight years now, I've turned up pretty much every day unless I'm on an airplane or I have no internet. And that's what I've done. The, the main change, of course, is that compared to when I started to now, I just get paid significantly more for yeah. my half an hour or hour's worth of effort per day because I have a lot more subscribers. But there are also uh, you know, two other elements that are important in a membership that I bring to the table and one of those is content. So I leverage my content by doing a a monthly live training so I commit to preparing that and delivering it for just over an hour each month so I'm able to deliver something that people can watch back as a replay mm. and listen to and to read as a PDF so I've leveraged my time a little bit with that and also I put my event recordings into this community so 
Um, it doesn't rely on me having personal exertion for that. I can record someone's presentation and then put it into the membership. And then the other aspect is the community and that's the peer-to-peer side of things, yeah. which is huge and makes up um, makes a wonderful membership. I mean, we've got members like you and other um, people who have various specialties, everything from running Facebook ads through to multi-million dollar e-commerce stores and they're exchanging ideas freely between each other. Yeah. And because it's a paid community, it's different to a Facebook group and it's different to a free online forum where you'll generally get a fairly low yield of comments um, you know, high noise, low signal ratio um, because it is uh, a curated and qualified environment, you're getting really good discussion. The other way that I've leveraged my own abilities uh, is to s- structure the threads in such a way that they encourage people to get results in particular uh, with challenges. I've been able to help people help themselves more yeah. by giving them laser focus on a specific task and working with them on that for a whole month, for example, where by the end of that month they will have achieved something amazing. We've done it several times now and I think that that is um, a good way for me to use my skills in a focused way. Going back to what you said at the start of that about the first question often being, how can I not be involved? How can I run a authority or expert centric community without ever having to show up and funnily enough going back years uh, uh, an old uh, friend of ours uh, set up a membership site she was actually advised by somebody specifically to keep herself out of the group she was all willing to participate and to interact but she was actually sold this advice that uh, to do so would diminish her position as an authority it's almost like you know you can't kind of come down from the throne to mingle with the peasants kind of thing so uh it's it is odd i don't know if that's a an insecurity thing or a confidence thing or just uh old-fashioned mindsets no i think it's definitely a valid thing that it's one of the laws of power in Mm -hmm. michael green's book is to have sparing appearances so it's a valid strategy it's not the one that i use for super fast business. Um, I do have another community which is quite exclusive and that's a higher level program and most definitely access to me is one of the draw cards of that but also the other factors are in play. There's even higher level content and there's an ultra community aspect with, you know, very qualified, super high end mastermind where most people in that community are really you know, hauling butt, they're making $200,000 a month or um, uh, one guy made a million dollars in just a few months doing one campaign. So there's some great results from that group and that's certainly exclusive and I can't offer that level of access to everybody and I think that puts a value on on that. And I I also would remember from Mercedes-Benz that they always wanted to be a more expensive product in the marketplace that they made things exclusive and and rare. So it is a thing, but it's not always uh, the only thing. There's more than one way to approach it. And I, th- and I think in my case, I remember my grandfather gave me a Rudyard Kipling poem and it had some line about um, 
being able to mingle with kings and but also um, nor lose the common touch. Yeah, you know, you yeah. can still walk around in the marketplace, and and that's kind of like my life in a way. <laughs> I, one minute I'm selling cars to billionaires and movie actors, and the next minute I could be riding the back of a jeepney in the Philippines in the, a pair of shorts and flip flops. So, I've I've seen different extremes in the world. I'm pretty comfortable in any environment, and I think the the fact that I am approachable makes it easier for people to to get results than if they're always at arm's length from their trainer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you mentioned they're obviously having the the more exclusive mastermind group as well, which you know has, has certainly yielded a plethora of, of big success stories, uh, many of whom then go on to speak on stage at Superfast Live. So you've got this, this awesome ecosystem of uh, results and success stories coming out of that. But in, in talking about level of access to yourself and your facilitation of delivering those results or helping people to get those results themselves, how conscious do you have to be of managing member expectations at the different levels and how do you approach that? Well, I'm very careful to set the expectations clearly on the way in, especially the higher level group. Nobody can join that unless they go through a checklist and I speak to them personally mm. uh, about what they're looking to achieve, why, what they think I can help them with, um, what sort of challenges they're having. I'll make sure they're a good fit. It's all about um, making sure that you only ever work with someone who you think you can make better off. Yeah. And that fits with my understanding of what selling is. I believe that sales is the process of change from one situation to a better alternative situation. So if, if I can offer a better alternative situation, then a sale can take place. But if I can't, then I will stop the sale. I won't, I won't allow it uh, because it's not ethical or it's not the right thing to do. And you will end up with misery and ruin <laughs> if you let people join and you can't help them. So we have strong filters in place for all of my products and services, which means we get an extremely low refund rate and a very high satisfaction rate because um, you know we, we want people to think they're getting something and then to get that uh, actually delivered. And you know these days, it's not something that you could be guaranteed of even from uh, – even from the Christmas shopping, there was an electronics store here who had a big sale and sold stuff and then now after Christmas, they didn't deliver it. This is a multinational company oh. <laughs> and they've gone into receivership and wow. they, you know, people, people who have gift vouchers and people who ordered specials online are just not going to get it and they won't get their money back. So in an environment where consumers are constantly being – um, taken advantage of or ripped off or cheated, uh, then to stand out, all you need to do is actually deliver on your promise. So yeah. it makes sense to be clear on what the promise actually is in advance. And if everyone agrees and they go ahead, then that's what will happen. So I deliberately do not use um, hype in my copy. I don't use wild uh, refund guarantees to try and get people to order if they're half thinking about it. I'll almost do the opposite and push people away a little bit until they're really ready for it yeah. because I only want to work with people who get it and, and who want it and who are motivated because that makes a great community. 
definitely. And I think, uh, I don't know about you, but certainly um, from both sides of the fence, uh, as a consumer, as well as someone who obviously runs and helps set up memberships, one of the biggest things I like about memberships is that they kind of force you to be transparent. You know, you have to be transparent because unlike a, a one-off course where it's just a kind of hit and run, once I've got your money, um, that's kind of it. With a membership, if you screw somebody over or if you're not delivering, then they won't stick around. You might get one month of payment from them, but if all you're managing to do is get people in for that first month of payment and then you lose them because you've you've sold them a kipper, then... Um, it's not going to work as a long-term strategy. So I, I love that about memberships, that false transparency and, and almost kind of having to yeah ditch the hype as you talk about and, and uh, make sure that you're well, on the level. Well, there's an entire industry of kipper salesmen who <laughs> are promoting the idea that you just do big launches. Yeah. Um, the reality is most of the people who buy the course are not completing it or finding out whether it works or not. They won't even open it. A lot of it will be in shrink wrap. Yeah. Um, when you have a membership community on recurring payments, that's a performance-based environment where the customer is constantly evaluating the investment. So you are on duty. And as I've, make, I've made a choice to commit myself to that um, delivery of what the expectations are, and I've been able to maintain that for eight years, it's also my advantage because a lot of people just won't do it. Yeah, and of course the membership side of things a lot of our listeners they'll have a membership site or they're they're creating the membership site but that's it that's their their core that's going to be their main venture in terms of their online business now obviously with super fast you have the super fast membership you have the mastermind group uh silver circle which we've talked about you have super fast business live which is a, a huge yearly event in australia so obviously you're playing a, a larger game than the average membership site owner. Uh, what sort of challenges and what sort of uh, of experiences you had of running those sort of tiers of memberships and what advice might you have for people who maybe they've got a successful membership site but they can't seem to take a step beyond that and actually leverage it as part of a, a larger strategy? Well, I think the the best strategy that I found is to have that membership as your central hub. I mean, that should be the default setting that everyone should be a member of the membership. You really could focus a lot of your energy on having one membership and doing it really well. And certainly I'll be taking my own advice on that. The other thing to realize is that your membership customers are like a hot customer list. They, You know a lot about them. You know their challenges and pain points. You know what solutions they need. It's not difficult for you to make affiliated recommendations from time to time. And you can also, if you want, provide related services or strike up arrangements with service providers for affiliations or joint ventures where you might be able to um, help out your members but also get a reward for that. Uh, Events are an obvious one because... It brings people together and I run local meetups uh, all year long in major regions but also I do this annual event and the, the main purpose for the event is to create content for my membership but it also brings the members together and that also has a great byproduct of retention. It allows me to market uh, the event in advance and have people join the membership to get access to the previous recordings 
and it allows me to market the membership after the event to get access to the new recordings. Um, the high-end mastermind is is kind of cool. That's sort of like an aspirational product that everyone in the main membership will look up to. So if the easy win for a membership owner is to create a little membership within the big membership that is a higher level, more exclusive, higher price point, bigger solution, and it's got a select membership clientele. You should easily be able to fill that with just one email to your existing customer base. And the rule of thumb is that 10% of your members will probably pay 10 times more for something exclusive. Yeah, and I would say obviously as a member of Superfast, it's aspirational. You know, because we see the recordings and a lot of uh, the the people who are on stage at Superfast Business, they have connections into Silver Circle too. So, as we've seen before about that ecosystem, it kind of it, it it almost gives you that progression that you can see in front of you as something to aim for. Exactly, and it makes the the lower price membership seem like great value, which it is, and uh, you don't really have to sell anymore. You just have to let people become aware mm. of your other products and services, which they'll naturally become aware of in general conversation. Obviously, when it comes to membership sites, there are the quick fix options like uh, Rainmaker, for example, from Copyblogger, uh, like Learnable and all these sort of platforms versus having a developer or having a team create a solution for you that is your own. How important is it that you control your asset, even if that means there's perhaps more expenditure, there's more balls for you to juggle, or there's more of a necessity to have a team, versus taking kind of the easy option of setting up a Facebook group or you know using one of these cloud services. Well, I think it's if you go back to the idea of the long-term thinking, mm. um, you'd have to think that in five or ten years from now, some of these services won't be around or will significantly change. Um, or may not want to offer what they're doing anymore. I've seen it many, many times already. Uh, for example, I used to put videos on Google Video <laughs> and anyone who's just joined the internet probably won't even remember what that <laughs> is, but it was uh, before they bought YouTube. Um, and then there was Yahoo Video and Live Video. Uh, I've used um, different platforms that just don't exist anymore yeah. and have become out of favor. Like imagine if you're a band and you're on MySpace, that, that really wouldn't have helped now. So I think if you take the very long-term approach, it's hard to beat having a .com that is under your control. It is a little more inconvenient to have to run it and maintain it. However, um, you have the, the ability to, to make the changes you want. You have a, an inkling that it will still be around in a while from now. It gives you options to export data and, and have a bit of privacy too. What, what we don't realize sometimes is that these companies uh, like Facebook, uh, will, they'll own everything that's posted there. You know, they, they're sort of automatically taking the rights to it. So you can't necessarily, uh, you know, control things as easily. And it's, you know, you can't control everything, but the things that you can control, it's nice to do that uh, if you, if you, do that little extra step. I've found that it's certainly been appreciated by my members. Um, they like that they're not having to be distracted by Facebook. I mean, I don't know about you, Mike, but every time I go to Facebook, even just to post a news item or something, I'll end up getting distracted by some karate video or whatever. <laughs> like there'll be 
it's really unless you're extremely disciplined it's it's a um energy thief yeah. so you've got to be careful I, I don't think that's the place to put some memberships but i also understand why other people would use it um the the less technologically capable a customer is mm. Um, or the less businessy the customer is, then the more likely it is that Facebook's going to start appearing as a solution. You know, if if, you're, if it's a community of artists or seniors or what have you, if they're already on Facebook and that's about their technological limit, then I can understand why some people build there. But even if they do that, I strongly encourage them to run your billing and email system away from there as a precaution. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people get seduced by uh, this notion that everybody's already on Facebook, so let's go to where the audience is and, and create a group there. But, of course, like you said, they're not, they're not on Facebook to work. They're not on Facebook to uh, learn how to rank their websites higher in the search engines. They're watching karate videos. <laughs> yes. Uh, James, I've already taken more of your time than uh, originally anticipated. I just obviously want to thank you for taking the time out to speak to me and to uh, share your insights and experiences from years of being involved, not just in membership sites, but in leveraging subscriptions as, as kind of a core part of your business model. Just to finish off, where can our listeners find out more about you, more about the membership, the live events, everything else you've got going on with Superfast? Uh, well, superfastbusiness.com is a good starting point. It's got some links to products, but it also has free podcasts there and some training resources. Absolutely. I'd second that. That's superfastbusiness.com. Make sure to check it out. James, thank you once again for taking the time out to be on the Membership Guys podcast. Thanks, Mike. Huge thanks again to James for joining me on this episode of the Membership Guys podcast. Hopefully you guys got a lot of value from listening to James's experience and his insight and advice into not only running a authority-centric membership website, but also to leveraging a membership site as part of a broader business strategy, building your business around a membership as the central hub. So again, big, big thanks to James Shramko. Really enjoyed our conversation about membership sites. That's it from today's episode. Be sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, radio, or whatever else the cool kids are using these days. And of course, if you enjoy the show, then we would greatly appreciate any five-star reviews you have to share. They've got to be five-star, by the way. Uh, otherwise, it's all right. You don't need to leave us negative reviews. Hop over to iTunes, leave us a little review, let us know what you think of the show. If you have any particular topics you'd like to hear more about, then of course, let us know that too. And we'll be back very soon with another episode of the Membership Guys podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Membersite Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membersite Academy can help you to get to the next level. 
with our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.